I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. Hey, this is Marlo Higgins, and this is 22 Minutes to Having It All podcast. I'm so excited that you are back with us today. Obviously, you're finding value in our episodes. Thank you for downloading them. It just means the world to us. You know, we started podcasting over five years ago, and each one of these episodes has a message directly spoken to the entrepreneur. You know, the one that truly wants to have it all and do it on your terms, and then we help you do that. So that's the reason that we created the podcast, and we very much thank you in advance for all of your award-winning compliments and spreading the word on what we share with every one of these episodes. Okay, so this week it's Colby Jubinville. Now, Colby and I, he reached out to me on LinkedIn and was really fascinated by some of the content that we share there in the entrepreneurial world. And so Colby himself is an entrepreneur and he is on a lifelong journey on how to benefit you through coaching at any stage of your life. So this is a really fun one because Colby and I discussed the power of being coached. You know, you've got to be coachable. And if you're going to get anywhere in life, I mean, my success has always landed in the arms of a good coach because I really admire and respect. But then here's a principle that I live by too. I don't expect my clients to do anything that I'm not doing for myself. And I know the value of personal development. I mean, I started down this path in early 2005 with a really clear understanding that it takes a lot of learning, a lot of messages, a lot of understanding in order to have the success that you desire in your life. And so we're going to talk about, you know, the power of being coached during this episode and then also how your age can impact your performance and really the best time to connect with a coach to help expand your business. So listen in. Colby is just a wonderful individual. He's got that great Southern accent. So enjoy the episode. Circle back again next week and listen for more as we have Johnny Pollock on deck. So thanks again for being here. Thanks for spreading our message. Today, we have Colby Jubinville, and he's a PhD, and that's what I'm really excited about. Colby comes to this episode with an amazing amount of knowledge, and you know he's currently the director of the Middle Tennessee State University. He leads the Center of Student Coaching and Success, and you hold very high-level academic accomplishments. You run as a special advisor. I mean, the list goes on and on, Colby, and I'm not going to give it all of its, you know, the perfect worth. So I'm going to say welcome. And what do you want our audience to hear who Colby is before we ever get started? Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you today and and be a part of your podcast. I'm excited for these 22 minutes as well. I'll I'll start here. I'm an educator. I was born to two educators who taught me that the way you take on the world is to become an educator and marry an educator and educate other people. 
And, and that's what I've done my whole life. And that works, Marlo, all the way up to this place where you want things like lifestyle and freedom because they don't pay educators a whole lot of money. Right. And so you did say I'm a college professor and you know the joke about college professors, right? Well, the old saying is those who can do and those who can't teach and those who can't teach, teach PE. It's the old Woody Allen joke. And so I used to listen to that early on in my career because I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know what to say. There, there is some truth to the fact that, that people become institutionalized in higher education. But here's what I did take away from that over my career. And, and this is what I want your audience to think about as we have our conversation today. If you can do and teach, you get paid for your value and not your time. Wow. I think in the knowledge-based economy, Drucker said this. Drucker said we are commanded to do two things. First is to understand and articulate your unique value. And second is put yourself in a position to use it. Mm. And if I look back on my career where I've been able to have the most success through the evolution of my career is first understanding what my value was and is and articulating that and then putting myself in a position to use it. I've got some great stories to share with you about that today. Oh, my goodness. Yes, already the audience is engaged because everything that you're talking about, Colby, is just fascinating. I mean, you come to us from that beautiful Tennessee accent, which I think we're all enjoying, too. It's going to make you giggle, but I'll tell you, it's just fascinating to to hear these conversations from other really well-versed individuals. So tell us one of your stories, Colby. I mean, like, what is a rich, um, deep story that you know adds value to this episode? You know, I wonder what your thoughts on this. In our 20s, we're taught to get in the game. They, they don't say what game to get into. They just say, hey, Marlo, get in the game. And Marlo looks around and sees what's going on in life and sees what her friends are doing or what's close by and goes and does it. In our 30s, we move up in the game. In our 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so damn good. In our 50s, what the research says is we finally ask ourselves, what is it that I really want? What is it that I really want? And I found that early in my life. What is it that I really wanted? It was to coach and teach on an ever-increasing stage. And so I went to this school down in Mobile, Alabama. My accent is actually an Alabama accent. So I I grew up and I I had the chance to be part of this school, St. Paul's Day School down in Mobile, Alabama. The people that had the impact on on me the most were my coaches. The classroom didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But when I went out to the playing surface or out to the field, coaches had the ability to connect with me in ways that nobody else did. And so uh, there's these guys, Charlie Miller. Sandy Santoli, you know, they they really did things for me that nobody else could do. And I think it's a takeaway for the podcast, but coaches did three things for me. And I think we're in this coaching revolution. The first thing coaches do is maybe have conversations I didn't want to have. The second thing they maybe do is do things I didn't think I could do. And the third thing is to ultimately become something I didn't think I could become. And so that starts down in Mobile, Alabama, and we had a co-ed league and I coached basketball. And my, my little brother, Zach, I always try to say Jack because that's my son's name, but Zach was the point guard and the only kid that could actually play basketball, could dribble basketball. And so it was fifth and sixth grade, and we had 30 minutes to practice a week. And I would lay in bed with my Larry Bird poster above my bed, the three-peat when he won the MVP back to back to back, and I said, how can we win these games? How can we win these games? And so I came to practice one day. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. Zach, I want you to dribble the ball down, and I want you to hold up the number one. And kids, when he holds up the number one, I want you to go down, set up, and then run up in the stands and give your parents a hug. Mm -hmm. And so, Zach, what I think it's going to do is leave you one-on-one with one person in front of you, and you just got to fake to the left and dribble to the right, and you'll score, and we'll win the game two to nothing. These games are usually two to nothing, four to nothing, four to two, something like that. 
And so I stand up, I hold up the number one. And I still have chills telling this story because it was a defining moment in my life. And so he dribbles down, he holds up the number one. They go run up the stands, give their parents a hug. And we teach little kids when they play defense, when we play defense, man-to-man defense, we say to them, you go where they go. And so they go run up in the stands. The defenders do exactly what the coach taught them, which was to follow them up into the stands. The parents are laughing. And he, j- he jab steps to the left, and he goes, and he dribbles, and he lays it in and scores. And, and um, my coach, Sandy Santoli, he stops the game. And he said, that is an illegal play, and I'm waving the basket. And so now I'm defeated and crushed. And he, come up behind, he came up behind me, put his arm around me, and he goes, Kobe, you're going to be a good coach one day, just not today. I'm waving the basket. Wow. In that moment, what he did for me was affirm and validate the worth and potential in me in such a clear way that for the first time I could see it. And I think that's something that has to happen for all of us. At some point in our lives, somebody has to invest in us to the point that we can see it when we can't even see it for ourselves. And that's what happened for me that day. And that's where my, that's where my coaching and teaching career started. I walked out and I said, I'm going to coach and teach on an ever-increasing stage. Wow. And, you know, it's so pivotal what you share with us, Colby, because it's really rich. I mean, as we're listening to that, we're leaning in because you are bringing a lot of power and a lot of essence behind that space and understanding, you know, that coaching philosophy and that coaching support and and how valuable it is. What would you say, you know, from your experience, you know, talk about value, you know, talk about your experience as being a coach and what you do professionally today, the value that that's bringing forward. To me, I mean, years ago, I watched a Brene Brown video. And, and it really changed the way that, that I see the relationship. And I do think part of it is performance-based coaching, but I think the other part is vulnerability-based coaching. And, and what Brene says is that, is that vulnerability fuels connection. And so if we understand that the most basic need of people is to connect and feel connected, then that's where the coaching relationship should start. And so how do you build those relationships with people in ways that that are meaningful for them and can connect with them. I think people today, Marlo, are more starved for that than than anything else. We live in this noisy and blurry and distracted world, and somebody can feel it early on when Mm -hmm. when they feel that connection. And so uh, to me, that's where you you start with every relationship. And and we talk about vulnerability, and that's the new buzzword in, in, in business and in life and in all the things that we all have to tackle on a daily basis. And so when I was a kid, you know, you said, Hey, tell me another story. When I was a kid, we would watch 60 minutes every Sunday. My dad would make us do this. It was part of his, he was my stepdad, but he took my life over at one and I call it the Wayne Williams school for better living and better people. And so he, he invested in me in ways that nobody else could. But one of the ways was you were going to watch 60 Minutes every Sunday. And the guy's a visionary to, to make children sit down and listen and watch these things and learn about these things from an early age. And so I still do it today. And I was sitting with my son, Jack, and we were watching here recently, we were watching a piece on, on the guy that started Shake Shack. It was called The Restaurateur. And so I remember Anderson Cooper asked him, he said, so, so what is it that makes you so successful? This guy pioneered all different kinds of restaurants in New York City. He said, what is it that makes you so successful? He goes, is, is it just really about the experience? And he said, and this is so powerful. He said, it's more than that. He said, what we do is we teach our people that everyone that walks through our door has a sign that says, I want to be made to feel important about X. And he said, it's your job through vulnerability and empathy to understand how big the font is, how, how brightly lit the sign is, and what X is. 
And I thought to myself, what a simple and powerful way to teach people about how to build connection first more than anything else. That's facts. The principles that you're sharing, Colby, and you're obviously rich. I mean, this is ingrained in you. And this is why you are as successful as you are. I mean, you're, you're a published author. You know, you've gone on to get your PhD. I mean, you, you walk the talk, Colby. You know, it's some of these basic principles. But I think some of those get put to the wayside, right? We forget how simple it is to have summoned just the basics and how, how valuable that is. Uh, very poignant. Tell me about the book that you wrote, Colby. Like, g- give us some, some background. Give us some insight. Why'd you write the book and who'd you write it for? Well, the, the first book that I wrote, you know, I probably threw it in the trash 15 times um, when, when you write the book because, you know, the first brain ability says you can do it. The second brain ability says you can't do it. And then the third brain ability says you transform. And so to get over that insecurity, I, I just uh, went and, and created the, the most interesting cover that I could create. And so the first book that was published by Wiley is called Zebras and Cheetahs. And the subtitle is Look Different, Stay Agile, or Survive in the Business Jungle. And it's a lime green cover with a combination of an animal that's a part zebra and part cheetah. And so what I tell people is I think my books are great, but I wrote them. So I'm, I'm a little <laughs> bit of bias. But if anything, the covers are great. They look great on your coffee table. So just just buy a copy and put it on your coffee table. They're lime green. Lime green's really cool. If I was going to say if I wrote it for one person, it would be my mom. I mean, I, I did write it for her because she invested in me in ways that, that very few people can. She has a psychology, education, psychology background. Let's just say that I was not the, the most gifted child in the world early on and had tough time making sense of how to move forward in education. And she was able, through her approach of really connection, to teach me the basic things that I needed to be successful. And so that book is really about how to get paid for your value versus your time. That's the first piece that I wrote that and, and published by Wiley. And then I got enough courage to, to write the second book and had enough gas in the tank to write the second book with a guy named Don Roy out of MTSU on personal branding. And it's called Me, How to Sell Who You Are, What You Do, and Why You Matter to the World. And so I'm, I'm proud of, of both those books. You know what's crazy is you, you write a book and then you come across the, another author whose books are so much better than yours. Right. And so Joe Calloway who is this incredible author and speaker out of Nashville, ironically. I pick up his book just as I was finishing up the first couple of drafts of Zebras and Cheetahs. And his book is called Category of One, How to Transcend Commodity and Defy Comparison. And so his books are so good that you just can read the title and you've read the book. That's how amazing he is. And so he writes in very short, simple, powerful sentences. So I wanted to, to go back and rewrite the entire Zebras and Cheetahs book. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you learn along the way. And that's Absolutely. part of it. And so, you know, you, you talk about defining moments. So yeah. I, I called Joe one day and I said, Joe, I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm not a serial killer. I'm just a college professor that wants to be you. Can I come talk to you? And in the world we live in today, he gave me, you know, three, four hours of his time, and I probably took more away in those three or four hours than I've taken away in my entire life about what, my, what I want my future to look like. Why do you think that was? What happened in that connection that allows you to make that statement, Colby? That connection led to another meeting. We go in front of a bank president. I'm in the room with Joe Calloway, who was one of the greats. And we get done and he says, hey, do you want to get a cup of coffee? And I'm scared to death because I don't know what it's going to say to me. I'm thinking I've screwed this up. 
And so we, we go and we go to this McDonald's down the road and set a cup of coffee and goes, so how'd you think it went? And I'm like, I thought it went okay. What, what did you think? He goes, you know what I think, Colby? And I said, no. He goes, I think the guy's sitting there saying, why would he pay both of us? Because both of us are just as damn good as each other. Wow. And so, again, for somebody to take the time to, to make that kind of investment in me, we all need that at some point when we're transitioning into different parts of our career. And, and if you think about confidence, and really that's what he was giving me that day, if you think about what confidence is, I think confidence is really made up of, of four things. It's, it's asking for help, it's building trusting relationships, it's taking feedback, and it's trying new things. And in that moment, Joe Calloway gave me all four of those building that trusting relationship, me asking for help, saying, hey, can we go do this together? You don't, Kobe, you don't need me to do this. You, you've got this. You can go do this on your own. One of the things that we teach too with high performance, you know, one of the key ingredients, and you're going to relate to this, Colby, it's, it's validation, right? We, need, we yeah. need three key things. And what happened in that, you are just saying, you know what, I was validated in all of these different levels, which when I was validated, allowed me to be more confident. Yeah. And that connection is everything because the three ingredients are validation, recognition, inspiration. We need to be inspired. We need to know what still could be possible for us and plant the seed of like what is or what yeah. if. Yeah. And then recognize, you know, for you to be able to continue to tell these stories and to self-recognize through these experiences probably the ingredients that we talk about to being a high performer. You just have these special ingredients that you've been adding along the way that are necessary to your personal success. Well, I've had great people my entire life that for some reason, God, luck, destiny, what have you. I've had really good people that, that have made investments in me. I, I started a college football team in 1998 with no phones, computers, players, uniforms, just a dream. We ended up 21st in the nation. And a guy named Norman Joseph took a chance on me when nobody else would. And I was 28, 29, finishing up my, my PhD down at Southern Miss. And, and I called him and I said, Coach Joseph, my name's Colby Jubinville. I'm going to call you every day until you call me back. I'm supposed to come coach football with you. And so 40 days later, 30 days later, he calls me. And he said, I don't know who you are but you were damn determined. Meet yeah. me at the Waffle House in, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So I go and interview Marlo. My first interview is at a Waffle House. Bless your heart. <laughs> that's so great. That's like, that's, like interviewing, that's like interviewing in an Exxon bathroom. <laughs> it's just not a real real fun place to interview. And so we get done and he said, well, there's two things I know, Colby. Number one, you, you know very little about coaching offensive line. And since I coached middle, middle school football the year before, I said, yes, that's true. And he said, number two, if I hire you, do you think you can go out and recruit the right people and win? I said, I know I can. He said, I'll, I'll see you at my office at 3.30 tomorrow morning to, to break film down at 4.30. I was there waiting on him with a cup of coffee. And two years later, after having the success that, that we've had, I walked in in tears because I knew I had to take the next step in my life. And he said, I, I remember telling you, if you remember, I told you, I said, I'm going to do one thing. My job here is to help you take the next step. And you've obviously done that. Mm. So I've yeah. had really talented people that have made super amounts of investment in me, and I've been fortunate enough to be a part of that 
my entire life. Well, and the cool part too, Colby, you're giving it back. You're a catalyst to making those connections and keeping that body of work moving forward. You talk about personal branding and you know what it does to the connection. And not only that, but the stories of engagement and how you're connecting all of these dots. So as we're coming to the close of this episode, Colby, give us you know, kind of some, some of your final thoughts around this conversation of, um, of what we've been able to accomplish today. I think this conversation is, is indicative of what Drucker talks about. This conversation is about, about how you understand and articulate your value to the world and then put yourself in a position to use it. You know, Don Shula said it best when he said, don't let the start stop you. And I see so many people that want something different for their life, that want something more for their life. One of the things that recently I've really started to spend a lot of time focusing on is something called narrative-based coaching. And narrative-based coaching is part of a personal brand that says that we all have a narrative that's either written for us or by us. And if you don't understand the narrative, you can't help them change. And if they don't understand, understand the narrative, they can't change. And so what you're hearing are pieces. Can you tell by all the things that I've talked about so far that I'm a middle child? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? If I go do this, that's part of my narrative. And for me to understand that is a really important part of the success or failure that I have in my life. You're owning it. That's what I'm hearing. You own yeah. it, right? <laughs> you, you're, you're very transparent in that space. You, you come to the table completely owning it. And I think just right there, you know, again, that's transparency and trust. We're leaning in. We want to listen. We want to know who Colby is and, you know, how you got to where you are today, how you pass that baton to other leaders. So, you know, you do teach the success coaching with younger students. Like give us yeah. some, some quick insight into, you know, yeah. what, what that looks like right now. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, Brian Shulman is another mentor of mine. He called me, as you just called me prior to the show, he called me Patty Perfect because he said, you've got to stop this perfection stuff. He said, you are different than most of these PhD perfects that I know. And, and this is why we want you to work on this project. So we've worked on project about, shoot, it's probably been 10 years ago, but it was with the Alabama State Department of Education to reduce ejections in the sport of football uh, with players and coaches. And one of the things I took so many things away from that, that experience, but one of the most important things that, that I took away was that he said, Colby, before you build version two, you got to build version one. And so version, we're on version four of what we're doing now. And Marlo, it's just the blocking and tackling of what's missing, a missing structure in higher education. Here's what it looks like. Personal assessment, personal coaching personal change. We use assessment to help people understand their own behavior and we use coaching narrative-based coaching. And so you said, ask specifically about what is it that you're doing that's different or that you like. And here's what I like the most. There's three questions that we ask in the coaching phase. Every coaching session is matched up with a report from the assessment. And so the three questions, question number one is what's your greatest realization? Question number two, what's your greatest result? And question number three is what three activities are you committed to? So my favorite story so far is this kid, he came into my office and he said, well, you know, Dr. Juvenile, you know what I figured out? And I said, what's that? He said, what I'm doing isn't working. <laughs> and I thought, love it. <laughs> I thought, yeah, wow. there's 50-year-olds that still can't figure this out. What I'm doing isn't working. And so, you wow. know, once you get to the essence of changing the trajectory of people's lives, and we do it in a very simple blocking and tackling way, it's fun and yeah. it works. Yes. And so I went from 72 steps to six. In, in, nice. In 
So nice. I, I love the simplicity of it. I love the work that we do. The kids certainly are appreciative of it because because they've never had that kind of relationship. You know, they've no. been put in rows. They've been lined up. Here's the PowerPoint. Here's the test. Right. Do the work. Turn it in. And and I'm the total opposite of that. I want to build a relationship. I want to get in a boat with you. I want to know what keeps you up at night. Uh, I want you to tell me what what really is in front of you, so that we can build a plan and a path for you to find the success that you want. And that's the experience, right? They're going through an experience with you. They're not just a participant listening to what could be. They're actually in that with you. And you're right next to them running by by their side, which is very, very powerful. Okay, so where can we find you, Colby? Like, where can we connect with you? Do you have a website? Where can we buy your book? I Let's do. leave the audience. My website is, is com. Dr. Dr. in my last name, .com. Um, I'm, not, I'm not on Twitter and social media as much as I should be. Uh, but I do have a pretty cool blog on LinkedIn, so you can check that out as well. And my username is at Dr. Jeevan, or my handle is at Dr. Jeevanville on LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Well, this was just an absolute delight. So if you were inspired by this conversation, you can join us over at our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page. And this is where we're going to engage and take this podcast even deeper because we'll be able to answer any questions that you have or engage with that. So Colby, this was just fascinating. Thank you so much for giving our audience just this rich content today and setting us up for greater success. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking the time to do it. I know it's a lot of work and, and I appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Absolutely. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.